And then face. there was also a prop in the bedroom. Last no, no. it looks like it could be something. Oh no! Uh, we should probably close the window. Yeah, weirdos. everybody this is daniel oh and this is daniel <laughs> and this is carla we are hoosier homicide a true crime podcast by hoosiers for hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a hoosier is no but you should know i had to get a cooling mattress cooling sheets cooling pillowcases and a cooling comforter because i am sweaty because you get so hot at night does but it work yeah all that together works yeah. what do you have the house set at 69 oh it's freezing there really and you still sweat it's her as a person. No, it's not. And not the environment. It's her. It is contributed to antidepressants and That's what I'm saying. It's you. Control. It's not the environment. Yeah. It's you. If you weren't such a shitty person to have to take <laughs> antidepressants, <laughs> you would sweat. God damn it. <laughs> but I spent um, a chunk of change on these sheets. Do they work? Oh. It was worth it nice. then. Do you have a fan? Yes. She has a ceiling fan too. Yeah. See, and then I get cold when I sleep. But then her... And him, they get warm when they sleep. So then we compromise and we let it get up to like 80 in here in the summer. Just Com- to- that don't sound like no compromise. It's not. <laughs> he's, 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 it's 76. like 74. 76 is where you let it get up to until I start complaining. No, I turn it on, the air on before he, like, he calls me, he's leaving work, I turn the air on. Or maybe before that. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I try to that's get okay. it. okay. When yeah. you're Save here money. and you don't want it on, you don't have to have it on. That's yeah. true. Save money. I'm also we, afraid. We should get one that I can set so when roughly when I'm supposed to be here. You can set it. Oh, like, you mean the Google Nest that I have sitting on my table for mm-hmm. months because I'll I need it. someone to install it? Hey, I'll, we'll just take it if no. you don't want it. No. No. Uh, well, I like our AC unit is old. I'm also afraid just one day it'll say, fuck you. It never Why? work again. I moved into a house I knew. Yeah, you knew. It did not work. <laughs> this is not work here. But I paid that off. Mm-hmm. You're done with that. Oh, I've been done. Good. Okay. Yeah, your your I your house gets icy. I like it. Yeah. Well, the upstairs gets just like your soul. Mm-hmm. Okay, the upstairs is hot, and I went up there the other day, and CJ didn't say anything. I was like, Maybe. it's hot up here. He goes, yeah. Well, we could put the AC did, back did, did in. Did we say take so? It out? Take off all your clothes. It's getting no. I was like, okay. Well, yes. like you can tell me if it's too hot. I'll do something about it. But you have to pay me <laughs> you have to pay me rent and I'll do something about it. Yeah. I was like, I, it doesn't have to be this hot. Uh, how was your wedding? Your impromptu I wedding? I went to an impromptu wedding. Well, it was not supposed to be impromptu. They were my friends were always getting married on the thirtieth. And they have been updating us pretty much monthly since this mm-hmm. whole coronavirus thing started. And they were like the first month they were like, Wedding's on. You know, we're gonna do this. We yep. have faith, like Everything's going to be okay by then. The next month, they're like, we're not doing this. There's no more faith left. There's it's no more toast. faith. Um, it's just going to be 10 people. I'm sorry. You're not one of the 10 people. Yeah, you can't be mad like, at that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think I'd be one of the first 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, again, they were just like, we're still getting married. That's the most important thing to us is being married and we'll do the party later. Mm-hmm. And then a day, no, okay. two days before the wedding, she was like, you know what? They're opening up Marion County. Mm-hmm. On Monday, we're going to have less than 100 people come. Yeah. So come if you can. You go, okay. I was like, okay, I need to get my nails done and I got a spray tan and you know what? I was ready. <laughs> you already owned a dress, right? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what I was wearing until five minutes before I left. It's life is hard, you know? Yeah. Do they set them like every other pew though? They spread people out. Yeah, it was a church. So they just like. You can sit here. I you walked can't sit in here. and I was like, this is a maze. This is a maze. How do I get to the seat I want to sit at? It's like a Pac-Man maze. <laughs> it literally <laughs> looked like that. So the first one that was open, I just was like, okay. Was it a full Catholic mass yes. then? Mm-hmm. What? That's how it was this morning. We didn't even talk about it. About what? Oh, I, I went okay, to, yeah. Church. I was. Oh. I and here, yeah. And was so it blocked It's off one like of the big day. churches. Yes, but there wasn't very many people there. So it's fine. And, there, you, and you were glad so, you went. Yeah, I would say there was, was less than yeah. 100 but then we went back to our parents' house and we were not spaced out. We were no longer spaced out when we got here. It's, yeah. But they I brought it, they had a food truck come. See, I love it. It was so cute. Trucks. It was on their court. They had 
cornhole and the beersby up. This they is a millennial music. wedding. Like that's how it is now. It was so cute. It if was they, all the close friends. Yeah. We all had such a good time. Dude, if coronavirus fucked up our wedding, I think we would have dropped <laughs> drop ship and gone somewhere like You know have. what we could have done? We could have we could have called Disney <laughs> and said we're canceling our wedding. When we get out at sea, can the captain marry Marius. us? That was something we talked about. That, but okay, if Nemo had been dead, we would have probably done that. Oh, but she I was wanted still to go. Alive. I wanted to go to Florida. Yeah, I would have gone. I mean, but she couldn't try. Like this was closer to well, she lived two more years because the guy that married us actually two, lived two in Florida. Years. Yeah, it would have been easier for him. Well, I really liked you guys doing it. Yeah, it was good. We should do it again. Sometime. I thought it was better than a lot. Yeah, well, it was short. We weren't doing a whole. No, it's like this was a full Catholic. Mass, we took but it into not. consideration. Well, we can do that tomorrow. Yeah. No, we can't. We can do it on the 15th. When they're opening up, yeah. It's like, man, it's so sad. I was working on this episode and I had like just Disney like tours on like through Epcot is whatever came on. It was just like, it's so sad. I just like get real nostalgic sometimes. Mm-hmm. They can like, smell oh. it. I can smell um, it. When I turn my car AC on, it smells like the inside of the monorail. <laughs> and I'm like, what do they say? Stale de las, air de in las the puertas. De, de las puertas. <laughs> Cuidado. Cuidado. <laughs> See, I've never been. I haven't been on the monorail since I was a wee lad. It has this it's air conditioning smell. That's an old air conditioner. Yeah. Like it, it's been around it like for a while. the monorail at the uh, Orlando airport? It's it's not built for like luggage so it's, it's that one idea. is kind of scary yeah like i remember that i'm <laughs> like you gotta hold on right now yeah. it's gonna take off no the other one's like please stand clear yeah. the doors welcome to the walt disney world monorail here we travel around the seven seas lagoon and walt disney is buried underneath no. <laughs> <laughs> do not sprinkle your loved one's ashes about it is illegal it's just a, i don't know it's he's like a the, very he's in the uh the mayan pyramid in Mexico with an Epcot. <laughs> yep. And he's there with all of his porn. That was his treasure oh, he yeah. took with him. Yeah, I can't blame him. I think him. Walt Disney was an interesting fellow. He donated a lot to IU. What's the med- the sex section? The, Kins- uh, Kin- the Kinsey Institute. The Kinsey Institute. Yes, yeah. that was hard for me to say. Of sex. <laughs> That's what it says on the building. <laughs> yeah. Kinsey Institute of sex. What was his will? Like, I leave the mouse to my brother and children. I leave my porn collection to Indiana University. Literally. <laughs> Those sick <laughs> bastards out nowhere. Yeah, because they did some shady shit well, in that institute. It. They did some shit. They did some shit, but Walt Disney did some shady shit, too. Yeah, so. it's like, but... We all know he made the one joke. Do you want to understand why I had not met Walt Disney? Like, well, Walt Disney himself? Yeah, <laughs> Walt Disney World himself. You had to explain that, hun. He died, he died. before they even broke ground like, on he Disney He was World. dead. I was like, I don't even know if Nina was... Yeah, Nina was alive. And then it was like, Roy passed away only two weeks after they opened Walt Disney World. I'm a creepy person. I just know that those two were into the animation together. They just kind of like spearheaded it all. Yeah. I love it. I miss it. I really miss it. At least we I think, it, do I miss it because I can't be there? Yeah, that's extra. <laughs> How much did Disney lose in a day? Whatever they uh, lost, they'll gain insane. back. They yeah. will gain oh, yeah. back. They'll just up prices. And ticket everything. prices, they'll, it'll be new events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. Disney ain't going nowhere. I, yeah, I think that's the one company that I, I think they'll just pick up where they left off. They and just they, invented Baby Yoda. They're not going yeah, anywhere. The problem will be is if they open up and because of the airlines, people can't get there. Um, they've already, they're doing limited opening. They're not selling new tickets. Okay. It's anyone that already had a ticket can come. It's a I, wild time. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I don't yeah, know. Probably oh, gonna, Disney. You're going to want to cut half I will cut out. some of this out. I tell people where to jump to. It's, I cannot help you. Also, nothing interesting has been happening that we want to talk about. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? You know, everyone sees the news. I had two Patreon episodes coming out today. One is out. It's about how Kellogg's Frosted Flakes prevents masturbation. 100%. That's what they advertise. That's what and, yeah. And that you can put yogurt in your butthole. He was a doctor with a lot of revolutionary ideas, Dr. Kellogg. Me. Oh. oh. Me. <laughs> we get real gross. I don't know how we got there, but it was gross. Because know. only you can prevent masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the solitary vice is what he called it. What? It's so bad. And then the next one is about being unfriended on Facebook and how upsetting that can be. Oh my. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You can unfriend me. Any day. I don't do fucking I don't shit on Facebook. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I only care about our Instagram page on our Instagram. Because you can yeah. post funny memes. Yep. I post lots <laughs> of funny memes. Favorite is that bunny licking the other bunny's face. <laughs> saying, listen to my true crime podcast or I'll lick your fucking face off. Hey, face off. You know? I don't know what there is to get. The movie Face Off? They had a ride. At, uh, <laughs> yeah, they had a ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get that part, but okay. No, fine. You just don't get it. Everyone I don't, else gets I it. I don't know. I don't know. Do you get it? I don't know. It's still cute. The they movie. Remember this... when King's Island was Paramount? Yeah. Studios? Yes. Paramount Hollywood? No, Paramount Studios. Yeah, no. Paramount something. Paramount King's Island. Par- uh, yeah, it was Paramount's King's Island. And the ride was Face Off. Yeah. And I literally lost my vision on that ride. Is that going to come back? <laughs> I feel like this is a concern. Oh, that was yeah, That's that a good one. Intense. With John Travolta. Yeah. And what's his face? I don't know. Nicolas Cage. Face. Yes. It's a great movie. I'm going to watch it now. Now she got watch it. I don't know right. if I've actually ever seen that well, movie. Well, I can, I can I remedy th- that. I don't that. think I've seen it. And Mr. Brooks. I'm going to watch it both. You know what I watched before I came here? What? High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't singing. He wasn't singing. It was Drew Seeley. Ted Bundy wasn't singing. <laughs> okay, this tell has us the story. nothing to do, and Carla is coming in in halftime. We did half of this episode last week. <laughs> 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 <on your> face. <laughs> so you just won't fucking know what's going on. I forgot about that. Remember, because I recorded said- last week anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly deserve this yes. because we ended up not going downtown and I could have been here, <laughs> yeah, no, but I was like, I I already already, I'm already you. on the couch. Like, it's no, not I already told you it's fine because I thought we were going to go to a cookout and then they're like, yeah, we got so. Busy. And then Bailey was like, do you want to go? Like they opened up Mass App just the mm. street and you can hang out in the street and order stuff and be on the street. I was like, yeah. And then we were like, oh, it's Memorial Day. We don't know if anything's open. So it took us like an hour to even figure it out what was happening and you know what i was like i'm just gonna stay here it's fine in your chilly chilly room you're gonna sit there i was on the couch and i am now watching vampire diaries and i yes. am now a weird vampire girl a weird va- I, I mean i you, have a you love are hate. always a weird vampire well, yes girl. i have a love-hate relationship with vampire so now, diaries so. now you have to watch true blood i know i want to rewatch true blood it's so good you don't have to tell so me twice good. i think i will i never read the books but it's, it's so good, good. It's, it's what good. He I says even it's liked good. it. Yeah. He says it's good. And I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I'm, you know, I'm the, picky as fuck. The I'm very picky. But we watch. Everything. I don't like any show that's not rated like under a seven and a half. Yeah. This Vampire Diaries was like seven. Yeah. 7. And then the originals is like an eight something. But, but I don't I trust shows that, that were on CW. CW. <laughs> I don't know where to. I'm 100 behind you on that. Yeah. I will. I'll. I take it with a grain of salt. Maybe two grains. I expect a certain production value. Mm-hmm. There. What was it though? Okay, the it's twenty twenty. It's time to up our standard. Carla, do you like clam? I'm what? gonna go with a no because I really don't know. I don't really know. I think I have. Are you allergic chowder. to shellfish? No. Have you removed all your calories? I just had a crab cake last night. I love crab cakes. It was on the food truck. We had the food truck here, and I tried to give the guy a tip, but I said I don't do math. I went to college. I don't have to do math anymore. And he was like, "Okay." Oh, but I should tell you that. The food, the guy at the food truck is my boyfriend now. At least I think he thinks so. Oh, well, does that mean you get free food though? He, it was all free. Okay. He said, <laughs> he, I ordered and he was like, what's your name? And I told him and he was like, beautiful name for a beautiful girl. You're like, and I was like, literally no one has ever said that, Meh. that my name is beautiful. Okay. Meh. Like, let's just go there for a second. Cause it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> the, a Latino name for a white girl. <laughs> yeah. And then I came back and he was like stuttering he was like if you if, if you need more ke- if you need more ketchup i, I grow you ketchup come to, you come to me i grow and it get you i grow it in and my backyard I, like, uh-huh. I got extra ketchup for you and then he was like we normally give out like three napkins <laughs> but i'll give you but, five and, and i was half. like i literally was like i don't I, i'm not i will ma- mush <laughs> tomatoes for you for ketchup i was Bare like <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm not really messy either like can I, so, can I go now <laughs> which is a lie you are a messy eater. <laughs> your boobs eat better than you do but apparently <laughs> i was comparing stories and he said that to a lot of other girls oh man was he trying to get tips it was all free i know but you can still <laughs> give tips the people that are working i don't know but the basically he was 50 years old so it doesn't matter okay that got weird <laughs> <laughs> The kid that was at our food truck was much younger. No. And he was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, I'm in the front of the line, so I'm doing real good because <laughs> there's like 35 people behind me. Yeah. So was the like, guy okay. at Serendipity Food Truck is my boyfriend now. <laughs> 
their perks with awesome. Them. Okay, we have to awesome. stop. Awesome. Okay. So, so so happy for you. <laughs> this is a oh, I didn't talk to dad, but I did Loser. talk to mom. This is about a doctor, a smart person that became there's this uh, it has a long word. Orin do it. You can do it. Orolaryngologist. Yes. He's a sinus doctor. So sinus doctor, Merrillville. If you have a uh if you ever have to have tubes put in your ear, you go. That's Which my doesn't. coworker's son just got done. Okay. Tyler had him. Well, Comment. this guy, was, clinic was in Maryville because the air quality was shitty there from all the factories or some shit. They called the, the town tepid and dreary. I was like, it's fucking next to Chicago. Call Chicago tepid and dreary. <laughs> so he opens a clinic, a big fancy clinic, like, over the top. But then he had his own CT machine. His dad got him a CAT scan machine. So Awesome. He, yeah. My I dad wish would, my dad would do that. It was like me. a million dollars to get the machine or some shit. And so then people would come in. He'd run them through the machine. And then he could interpret it, their results without sending them to a, a doctor, like in a hospital, and without any oversight because there were no other doctors in his clinic. So he could j- basically just say, oh, yeah, you need surgery. And, to anyone. Yeah. And, and it was 90, 90% of his patients would need surgery. And he would do old, outdated techniques that would just make things worse than what they, people came in with. And he would bill the insurance. He was like seeing 100 clients a day. So it's like math wise, you spend like three minutes with each client. And then he was writing up surgeries, all the procedures I performed in the surgery. And it's like, and then it only took 25 minutes. And I'm like, it's not possible to do all those things in that 25 minutes. So you're scamming the insurance and treating people poorly. So he has a wife. Also, he treats poorly. He really likes the cheerleader. But she deserves it. The cheerleader fantasy and is critical of her oral sex abilities. And she's working on her PhD in psychology. I was like, I don't think she can see it. It's right here in her face. I don't think she can see well, she was busy. Yeah. So, but they have a bunch of money and they travel overseas a lot. And he was like, I'm not happy because of your inability to suck my dick. The chrome off of, what is it? <laughs> suck the chrome off. Uh, so it's like, I have a, but I brought a DVD for you to watch. <laughs> she's like, what? they're in Italy. And she's like, I'm going home. <laughs> so things are getting weird. They're still together. So now he's starting to realize a lot of lawsuits are coming his way quickly, like over 200 malpractice lawsuits. It's like, you, whatever money you got, it's about to be gone. I just skipped town. Yeah. Well, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> According to, this is the last paragraph from last week. So we'll meet, we'll match it up. We'll made it up. According to court documents, at least two other malpractice suits aside from Phyllis Barnes. Okay. That woman. Okay. He missed cancer. This woman had cancer in her throat. That was very obvious. And he was like, nope. I think you have pneumonia, and I don't treat pneumonia. That's just a third tonsil, ma'am. That's, it's extra. So now he's displaying drastic mood swings, odd hints that he knew he was going to lose everything, and questions about how his wife felt if they abandoned their life in Chicago and moved to an island off Europe. And she's like, well, I'm still working on my PhD, and I put a lot of time and money into that. So <laughs> that same month, Michelle went to the American Psychological Association Convention in Hawaii. Hawaii. Hawaii, where I'm a native. When she she returned, every room of the townhouse had video cameras in a safe. Michelle was aware of the accusations against Weinberger. It's Mark Weinberger uh, at his practice, and he talked about it incessantly. But she says she supported him and believed other professionals were out to get him because of his success. Like, they're just super jealous of how successful he is. It's like, funny. Yeah, sure. Yeah, at the time, she did not believe that he would ever do anything that was not medically warranted. And he was like drilling extra holes in the back of people's sinuses and giving them chronic cyanitis. And she's like, but they're just jealous. Okay, that's terrifying. She, okay, I I dropped that too soon. Okay, she became pregnant earlier that spring. Weinberger complained about having to attend all the ultrasounds with her, but Michelle insisted that he accompany her when they were about to learn the child's sex. The procedure took place Northwest Memorial Hospital in Chicago, and she had had a miscarriage. Obviously, she was very upset by that, and uh, my, uh, Mark was not. He was talking to the doctor about his the size of his surgical practice. Like, how, many, how many doctors you got here? How many patients do you see a month? <laughs> so OBGYN is like, see a lot of vaginas each month. I don't know how many patients they're attached to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he wasn't even there during the process of her going through the miscarriage. He did not care. 
Nice guy. Yep. His co-workers at the clinic also noticed changes in Weinberger. He talked a little and spent more and more time in the back of his office. Employees were afraid of him, says one. I was like, yeah. He grew snappish with patients or sometimes did not answer at all when asked a question. Usually, uh, unusually clean cut. He came to work some days with stubble of his beard and occasionally walked around the office not fully dressed. Like, Doctor, your pants are missing. One of those. <laughs> like, your pants are missing, Doctor. <laughs> A group of men with thick, possibly European accents came to the clinic one day in late summer of 2004. It was uh, later theorized that the men were diamond dealers from New York, many of whom are Hasidic Jews. The men carried briefcases, and in the clinic's conference room, it is now believed a transaction took place in which Weinberger traded cash for diamonds, which have no real value. We give it value. For who? For himself? Like like currency. I know, but what was he going to do with it? He used a diamond-encrusted collar. Around the same time, he suddenly took over the clinic's bookkeeping, allegedly siphoning $2 million from the business, according to a former employee. Boxes began to be delivered, 30 or 40 in total. Staff members did not open them. They're like, oh, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. But could tell by the outside labels that they contained camping gear. Hmm. Virtually all of it kept in a room the employees called the scary room. Oh, that's the scary oh my room. gosh. He doesn't wear pants, and that's the scary room. <laughs> <laughs> Three portable shower kits, a waterproof wallet and passport holder, a set of plates, cups, cutlery, and its own netting, two small compasses, a portable vinyl sink, a portable headlight, a five-language translator, a pocket weather tracker, a Garmin color map navigator with European software, an antimicrobial water bottle, a bubble-padded sleeping mat, backpack, thermal underwear, a knit glove, glove liners, and much, much more. It was all infomercial stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on september 16 2004 phyllis barnes died she had throat cancer two days later weinberger michelle her mother her hairstylist and several of michelle's friends left for a long planned trip to greece to celebrate her 30th birthday uh, weinberger and michelle flew to paris first class on air france from there the entourage was taken to net jets to we've talked about this before that there's gonna be a lot of places in here i can't pronounce because I just can't. Lajala. Listen, that was that was in 2018. I'm a different person now. Oh. <laughs> to Mykonos, their yacht, the courtesy. Mykonos. Mykonos. Oh my god. Listen, I said. <laughs> Where's Mykonos? Mykonos. <laughs> see, you know, you didn't correct me when I said Lajola, though, because I didn't see the way it was spelled. Lajola. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bitch. They called me, sent me a private Facebook message. Fuck her. Okay. <laughs> Mykonos? Mykonos. Mykonos. <laughs> I can't do it, guys. There, yacht, the courtesies coming from Athens. I can say Athens. Do you know where it is? Nope. In Greece. Was supposed to be. <laughs> Georgia. Was supposed to dock when they arrived. <laughs> I'm in Georgia. <laughs> I can't pick up the turd. I'm in Georgia. <laughs> When they were, but it was delayed, turning Weinberger, Weinberger into a nervous wreck. Michelle could not understand why he was so upset until she later learned that he had sent a, a shipment of survival gear to, gear to Athens to be picked up by the yacht. So he's trying to, like, coordinate things. The courtesies finally arrived the next day. That night, all the members of the group went out to dinner. Michelle told what Mark considered an off-color and inappropriate story. I don't know what it was. I don't know. <laughs> he got angry, and she got angry. She was also still going through the emotional effects of a miscarriage, by, but they soon smoothed things over and went to bed on the yacht. They didn't smooth it over. They just decided they were tired. Like, I'd fight with I'm you. late tired. I'll fight with you tomorrow. She woke up at 6 a.m. His side of the bed was empty. Wet. <laughs> <laughs> she assumed he had gone for his early morning jog, just as he usually did. But this morning, something did not feel right. She looked for him all over. Later that day, she was told by the yacht's captain that Weinberger had flown to Paris to have the diamonds that he would give her as a birthday present set. I'm like, okay. Boogie. But by nightfall, he had not come back. She knew what she had instinctively suspected since she woke up. He had vanished intentionally. The next day, she got the number of a Greek cell phone she had been using and dialed. Hello, said the voice, jauntily and cheerfully. Mark, she said. There was 10 seconds of silence. Then the line went dead, and she never heard from him again. The Sounds end. like the blessing in disguise. Yeah, I'd be like, the end. 
In the yacht's safe, she found what he had left to provide her for the immediate future. A thousand euros in her passport. How much is a thousand euros in American money? I mean, it depends. Give me a guesstimate. I mean, like, right now, I think the euro is stronger than the dollar. Okay. Okay. So, maybe like- so about a thousand bucks-ish, maybe. But that's all yeah. he gave her. And think they've been spending money hand over fist like it, you know, like it's water. Schwatter. Schwatter. The courtesies, which had run up significant dock fees, was seized by Greek customs officials. To get home to Chicago, Michelle borrowed money from an aunt for a ticket. There was an envelope waiting for her when she arrived. It was from Mark. Distraught, she opened it and prayed there would be an explanation inside. She tore the envelope open. It contained only the certification for her engagement ring, so presumably so she could sell it to raise some cash. He left her with more than $6 million in liabilities that she would list when she filed for bankruptcy a year later in October 2005. So he just left her like high and dry. Like, it's been fun. I'm done using you now. You were never very good at giving head. Just so you know. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. Really just kick them all down. I know. Okay. In the northwest corner of Italy, where the borders of France and Switzerland and Italy all meet, is Cormier. I gotta see it. Yeah, Cormier. Yeah, Cormier. Cormier. Yeah, Cormier. It lies at the foot of Mount Blanc. The cap, the mountains, and the nearby peaks all speckled with snow, and even in the summer, the town with a permanently population of roughly of a permanent population of roughly three thousand, buzzing in the winter when Milan's weather seizes upon it. Milan. Milan. Mm-hmm. Fa Molan! <laughs> Fa Molan! <laughs> <laughs> then settles back down. So they have a tourist, yeah. The Via Roma, a stone paved walkway, curls through the center of town with an offering of exclusive couture slippers by Gucci. Gucci! Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Watches by Tag Heuer. Tag Heuer! <laughs> this is from. Oh, was this in LA Times? I read the sources at the beginning of last episode, and I don't have the page in front of me. There are sources, but you have to listen to the other episode. I think it was mostly an LA Times article with an author's name that I, I do know, provide. I don't know why you're looking at me. If you can't remember it. There was a it, Jewish website. How do you expect me to? Plagiarism. Uh, no. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I do have sources. They're just on the other episode. This is where Mark Weinberger ended up. Because of his love for Italy, the choices of the ski resort's town made sense, particularly considering its remoteness. There were wild rumors that he had previously been to Israel or China or even Miami, but there is no doubt that before he arrived in Cormier, he spent time in South of France. You know, I've I don't know. Either, I don't so. think there's... And no, I listened to some of it, the pronunciation. I did. And it just, I mean, it just, just didn't happen. One I just like last week it was pizza Roma and ravioli. It was all in <laughs> Italy. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, that's you know what the fuck does it matter? He simply left it all behind. He saddled his he saddled his wife with millions in debt and pushed his father into financial bankruptcy after he loaned Mark money to start the clinic. So he screwed his dad for the loan he gave and left his wife with all the bills and all the times he's gonna get sued. He left behind mountains of public documents claiming that in the name of sheer greed, he performed hundreds of sinus-related surgeries that not only were completely unnecessary, but also made some patients' conditions worse. Left behind accusations that he scared patients into having surgery by showing them hideous but phony images of their supposed conditions. Left behind alleged misdiagnoses in which he failed to detect throat cancer. We talked about that. And missed the... Tumor on a pituitary gland of an eight-year-old girl while giving her sinus surgery she never should have had because she was too young. It's like, so that's this guy. Wow. Yeah. Left behind a criminal indictment in federal court on 22 counts of health care fraud. Left behind more than 350 malpractice suits that have been filed against him. Left behind a court deposition in which an eminent medical expert called him a disgrace to his profession and the worst doctor he'd ever encountered. Boom. Boom. Dad had sinus surgery, and I kind of remember this, and it didn't go real well. Dad had sinus surgery, I don't know what year, but it didn't go well, and mom said his blood pressure spiked, and he started hemorrhaging, like, out of his nose, and my mom was like, my mom, not your mom, (laughs) said he went, like, ghost pale, and it scared her to see how pale he went. He was, like, just pouring out of him, and they almost took him to the hospital because of it, because it was at a clinic like this, outpatient clinic. So I don't know that. I don't remember that Yeah, I knew it because I remember, but I wasn't sure specifically. I meant to ask dad about it, but I did ask mom. 
She said, yeah, it wasn't real great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it wasn't so good. Mm-mm. Not fun. <laughs> Michelle Kramer, shortly after returning to Chicago, went to the city office that Weinberger maintained separate from the condominium and clinic. She found material that he had shredded, and over the course of three sleepless days and nights, she pieced the hundreds of strands together. She found evidence of two trips to New York in which he had bought $79,000 worth of diamonds. She found receipts from purchases from an online store called GPS City, totaling almost $1,500, and another purchase of 370 for wind and weather uh, gear, leading her to speculate, well, speculate. He went camping. <laughs> serious camping. <laughs> that he was planning to lie low for some time on a sailboat. I don't know. Using credit card statements as well, she tracked him to Monaco and then Canaan's and Nice. Canes. Niece. Canes and niece. Is it nice or niece? Niece. I, it says nice, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> <laughs> Where he continued to indulge his penchant for fine clothes, but then the trail grew cold. Since he was cunning and smart, his disappearance was the result not of someone impulsive moment of panic, but rather of painstaking plotting to ensure that nobody he knew would ever discover him. Because we talk about the doctor in Geist. Holy Spirit, at Geist. I always have to put... Because they're moms, <laughs> like in sports. They're like, no, no, we're Holy Spirit at Geist. Because like, the there was a Holy Spirit, Spirit where downtown. the white trash and then Holy Spirit <laughs> at Geist. <laughs> no, no, we're the rich one. Yep. Don't get it confused. That that dude, was he, he wasn't a doctor. Flew his plane and um, bailed out. Yeah. He was, was he? marketing something. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, still, but his... Yeah, he tricked a bunch of people out of money. Yeah, and so was he... Was he a stockbroker? Maybe he was. I don't something. know. Are you sure? Was it insurance or something? It was. It might have been. <clears throat> I don't know if it had some Ponzi scheme element to it. Like he was investing for people. It was and Mark. Then they Mark, came to collect. Was it Mark or Mike Roche, right? So, but yeah, he impulsively like, I'm going to get in my plane and I'm going to jump out and find my motorcycle and disappear. But then he made it to a campsite where he used his laptop and they're like, sir, we know <laughs> yep yep so that was like not well planned this guy did not do that he had rendered himself invisible just as the book on the very subject which he had bought before he left how to be invisible <laughs> in 2005 his medical license was revoked by the state of indiana and he was indicted in absentia by a federal grand jury for health care fraud in 06 michelle was granted a divorce but in her continued effort to locate her ex-husband she appeared on talk shows such as oprah winfrey and Larry King, and eventually America's Most Wanted in 2008. Cool. During one of those interviews, she found out that he had two wives before her. She didn't know. I don't know if she knew of one, but she definitely didn't know both. That's not a, yeah. You're like, like, what what wives? (laughs) (laughs) Who now? Who? What? When Mark arrived in Cormier, he told people he had come from Monte Carlo. and We are from France. We are from France. I won 40 euros at Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. He did appear to be traveling back and forth to some pl- someplace else, and at the end of 08, he rented a modest two-bedroom apartment, and it, it was on a Via Regionale, now, number 39, down a series of steps and below a street level. Like, he's living the life, like a quaint little, you know, European, European small city, small town life. Like, I live under a grocery, and every morning I come up and pick fresh apples. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Above was a small shopping uh-huh. strip, a shoe store. Amber? Yeah. He used to say that all Amber? the time. <laughs> That's from Enchanted, isn't it? The little Amber? chipmunk. <laughs> so dumb. I don't know what that is. It's because it's funny. Yeah. It just says something that, like, you can't let go because it's so funny. Okay. Above was a small shopping strip, a shoe store, a butcher, and a tiny grocery on the end were Monica Spicogna worked. Monica. We're going to go with Monica. She was attractive and slender. Was yes, it was. It was strikingly <laughs> handsome features and thick black hair that fell to her shoulders. Then, in her late thirties, she had been born in Udine, Udine, northeast Italy, and had studied at the Academy of Fine Arts in Florence. She loved to ice climb. She loved to ski. She loved to bike. Ice climbing is hard. She loved to trek into uncharted regions. I do not. <laughs> Ice climbing is hard. Have you? Oh yeah, you've done that. Is mm-hmm. it because you're like, where do I put my foot? My, my feet hurt the whole time. Yeah, I wasn't wearing the right shoes. You were like trying to cram them into the wall. Yes, and you're like, I got this hook, and my feet aren't working. I just kind of hung out. You're like, let me know when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so this Monica woman met Weinberger in the winter of 07, 08, when he came into her store to buy food. 
He was a client like any other. They decided to go skiing together, and from that day on, skied together as much as they could. So they just like each other. We just like each other. It's nice. He told her that he'd been living in Monte Carlo, but had been traveling around Europe on bike. The choice of Comier was by chance, without looking, he had supposedly placed his finger on a map of the Alps, and it landed there in the ski resort town, which sounds like a lie. He struck Monica as sincere and honest. He claimed to be uh, a divorced Wall Street stockbroker who had earned enough to live a peaceful life without having to work. He perversely gave his birthday as February 5th, which had been the due date for his and Michelle's baby for the miscarriage. Like that. Oh, that's the only date I could think of besides my actual (laughs) birthday. Yeah. According to Monica, he had led a stressful life in the United States because he had to earn money to maintain the lifestyle he had. Cars, diamonds, planes, boats, and hoes. And (laughs) had accumulated so much stress that he couldn't take it anymore. He told Monica his prior life had been based on money. He felt a slave to it. And therefore, he defined society as a prison. Fame is a prison. Yeah, that was a dumb thing to say. (laughs) Lady Gaga said that. And then... Um, yeah. yeah. Amanda Knox said... I hear ya, but prison is prison. <laughs> uh, oh. Let me tell you something. Because what do you say back to her? Go touche. Like, well, you don't understand what it's like to be famous, so. Actually, she do. She do, but not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Infamous, really. I never thought he was telling me lies, says Monica. Still equipped with his flair for the romantic drama, he took their relationship to a new level on Valentine's Day when he arrived at Monica's apartment wearing Bearing a single rose. <laughs> will you accept this rose? <laughs> I'm like, of course I will. <laughs> when they weren't skiing together, he read weighty books about mountains and cosmology and philosophy and astrophysics. He also read Crime and Punishment, coincidentally. BDSM. Yep. One piece. One piece. <laughs> In late spring, he and Monica biked the 170 miles to Greenwald, Switzerland. Mike biked 170 miles. I biked 30 miles once. It was not fun. No. You had to pull over and shit at least twice. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) The hell? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) No, she'd be the one. You'd be wearing yoga pants going up, and there'd be you. You'd go to trust a fart, and you shouldn't have. It'd just come right up your back. No, whoever (laughs) behind you. Rooster tail. I'll have you know I was in the back, okay? <laughs> this is why I don't bike ride for everyone's safety. You, now, yeah. what would happen if you're going downhill? Then? <laughs> oh, man. It gets suspended in air. Yeah, <laughs> then you hit it. Oh, It'd be like the Columbia just drove through it. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so we biked 170 yep, miles. Yep. And at the end of the trip, he decided he was going to camp in the mountains for the rest of the summer, drawn to the wilderness because of what he told Monica was its benefits, its difficulties, and the unforeseen. It's like, I just feel like you're trying way too hard to be someone you're not. Like, an adventurer. That's what he's selling himself as. I think they compare it to another book. Into the Wild. That... Into the unknown. No, it, no. Into the unknown. <laughs> it's the guy that goes lives in a van out in the desert, the bushes, the wilderness, and dies out there. That's what happens. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's an old movie. What movie is it? It's a book, though. Into the wild. What is it? Into the wild. Type yes. it in. I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it, though. He doesn't die. <laughs> he may or may not die. No, the point is, I think he could have been saved, but he was out there buying fucking loathsomes, and no one could drive him to the ER. So we got hurt. I live within two minutes of a paramedic. Like, pick my ass up and take me to a hospital. Right? Ooh. Depending on what it is, might be quicker how close the hospital is to Drive do yourself. it myself. Mm-hmm. I like to have a hospital nearby. Just one of my things. At the end of September, he came up with the idea of living a relatively high altitude for a year and writing a book about the experience, which he hoped would give him enough money to settle with Monica in Grinwald. Grindelwald, and maybe even adopt a child. Oh, God. What? I want to do this, he told a skeptical Monica, and set up camp at the site in Val Ferret. Just like the animal. Ferrets. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. (laughs) Where conditions could be deadly in winter. So it's just like, I feel like you're going to die up here in the cold. He's like, I want to do this in the altitude. It'll prove something. She's like, nah, it's not, though. It'll prove you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. 
She tried to talk him into relocating to a safer site, but he refused. Mark had stopped paying rent on his apartment. After several months, the rental agent got angry and contacted the local office of the Carbonieri, Italian police. Carbonieri. That's what I'm going with. Okay. An Italian National Police Force. The rental agent took with him a copy of Weinberger's passport photo with his true identity, strangely. Weinberger had given it to the agent when he rented the apartment, even though he was a fugitive. Like, I think he was so cocky and confident that I'm so far away from the U.S. They'll never find me here, so I can use my regular Why didn't he go to a place that didn't have extradition laws? Good point. Those are, uh, I don't know how many of those there are. I mm. want to Google it, but like. There is <clears throat> one. North, we, I don't. North Korea. You can go to North Korea. Yeah, no, there's another one. It's like, it starts with an L, I think. Um, yeah, I want to Google it, but like. If but I then die, it's got to be a company you... that you can go there. Mm-hmm. And if the country finds out you're there, they won't kick you Lebanon. out. Lebanon. I'm going to say Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, but let's just Google it. Now we need to know. Yeah, but you Google that, and now when you disappear, they'll be like, look, she Googled Lebanon. <laughs> I I trust that you guys will clear my search history. Okay, okay. Probably okay. It says there's a lot. Yeah, that's what I was like. There's several. Which countries can you not be extradited from? But do you want to live there? That's the question. Um, You can live in Vietnam. Vietnam? It's beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. Um, What are some of the other ones? Africa, not any of those. Not any of those. <laughs> Morocco. Yeah, okay. I won't run with that. Okay, so the Carbonieri checked their database and found an international arrest warrant for Weinberger from Interpol. He should have gone to Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah. It's cold there, too. Actually, Andorra, which is a country between... That's a tiny, tiny country between Spain and France is where okay, I would good. choose. Yeah. Now we know. Everyone, everyone they, disregard. And it's not a beautiful country. They call it something like the shopping mall of Europe. I like to show them. Like it's like an in between. It like looks no like a shopping mall. Yeah. Everything does. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not pretty. On Monica's thirty ninth birthday, December tenth, Weinberger came down from his tent, and they went skiing together. He's descended from his tent from his high altitude living. She also received a phone call that day from her friend, who said he had talked to her. The next day, a friend told her that something was not right with Mark, and that he was not who he said he was. Moreover, the friend said Mark wanted was wanted by the FBI. Monica was astonished and confused. That day, she accompanied Mark back to the Val Ferret Island. No, not an island. It's a mountain. Where he head off to his tent. When he she returned to town, she went online. America's Most Wanted. Learned who he really was. And was like, oh shit. My whole world collapsed, she says. Mm. With a printed copy of the website page, she went to the Carbonieri and told them that she knew where Mark was and that she and that they had to go get him. So she helped. She was as soon as she figured out who he was, she was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." She did the right thing. Mm-mm. She goes, "He has yet to compliment me on my dick sucking abilities. I'm turning him in." <laughs> <coughs> well, then I'd like to take this moment to no! be a really good husband. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, difficult decision for her to, to turn him in, and she spent the best years of her life with him. She said, "Year, one year." You get several years, usually. But it had to be done because I was raised to be sincere, because I had a civic duty, because I was also afraid. He could not escape forever, and he should not escape forever. So she's a good person. Because of bad weather, the Carbonieri could not act on Monica's tip and conduct a search by helicopter until December 14th. They did not find Weinberger, but did spot tracks that or traces that showed where he had been. In addition, a climber reported having seen a man living in a tent. There's a man. Living in a tent. Down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, using snowmobiles, they located him. The temperature was roughly four degrees below zero. And the snow was so high that the tops of pine trees were barely visible. Weinberger was in the vicinity of the Elena Refuge, about 6,000 feet above sea level and a quarter mile from the main trail. He had chosen a spot at the base of Triolet Glacier. I guess there's frozen water. Glacier? Head of the local Cabanieri asked Weinberger what he was doing there. I want to live a quiet life, he replied. I'm like, well, we're here to fuck that shit up for you. <laughs> they asked for identification and Weinberger produced a ski pass with the name Match Weinberg. <laughs> Lisa Burger. Lacking proper papers, he was taken back to the barracks and he was quiet but did not appear to be nervous. Subsequently, when officers searched the area where he had been taken into custody, they discovered not just one campsite but three. They found cans of food. They found a stove used to melt snow into water. They found changes of clothes. They found various medications, including Viagra. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's what was there. <laughs> what was there? 
All of it was enough to last somebody for a significant period. At the barracks, Weinberger sat at a long table with the officers who and wolfed down a bowl of pasta before anyone else was finished, and then posed for pictures. This is, he has Lieutenant Colonel Guaidi Vida, Guido, oh, <laughs> Guido de Vida of the Cabinieri in charge of the region asked again who he was, although DeVita already knew. I'm a surgeon, and I'm divorced. That's <laughs> what you're saying. He then took that, out... That's how I would start all my conversations. Yep. Yeah. He then took out a knife he had concealed and cut himself near his jugular vein in what some construed as a suicide attempt. Ah. <laughs> I'm a surgeon, and I'm divorced. Stab me in the neck. <laughs> what did he do? Did he <laughs> take it and go... <laughs> and then he was not a very good surgeon, because it nope. sounds like he missed. That's what, though a physician, he failed because the wound was superficial. On February 25th of this year, but that's not when this was written. Um, it was like 2010, maybe. Mark Weinberger was extradited to the United States. Prosecutors requested to be held without bond, which Mark didn't challenge. He was placed in the Federal Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago. His hair and a picture taken of him while in custody was no longer free and easy. as It had been but short and, and nubby. I don't like that word. <laughs> Making him look like a two-bit thug. His lawyer, Adam Trevitas, said that much of the information that has been written about Mark is wrong. But on October 22nd, he appeared in federal court in Hammond, Indiana, to plead guilty to all the criminal charges against him. The plea deal he struck with federal prosecutor Diane Berkowitz was for a four-year sentence or roughly two months for each count. It's not enough. He was close enough to go to Bosnia-Herzegovina. And could have stayed. Yeah. Michelle Kramer, now doing a postdoctoral research in neuropsychology at John Hopkins, has had six years to reflect on her ex-husband. She doubts he feels the slightest remorse over what he has done, nor does she believe he truly thinks he is guilty of anything. As part of his plea agreement, any profits from a film or book must go toward restitution. But Michelle knows Mark, and she can picture him sitting in jail, figuring out a way around the restrictions so he can tell the world his life story. Dun, dun, dun. So I don't know if he's still in prison. I could have looked that up. But it's harder to look at federal stuff. I'm looking up the FBI's top ten most wanted. Okay. Is he on there? Uh, there are a bunch of people on here. I've looked at it before. There's so many. There's still the same people on there. Yeah, that are, like, but if they've, fa- if they've been found, that it's not still on the list. Right. Four-year sentence, or roughly two months for each count. Four fucking years. He couldn't have just stayed and done four fucking years? I guess you wouldn't be a doctor afterwards. No, but, I mean. He wasn't a doctor in the mountains, either, melting his fucking snow for water. But who lives in a tent in below four-degree weather? How do you not die? Wonderfully done. Just beware of your doctor. Dude, Hold this on. guy robbed a bank in 1990. They still ain't found him. I no, don't you can get away with it. What if you were, like, looking at one of these and you actually, like, recognize the person? And you're like, oh my god, I know who that is. We once found a kid that we went to high school with um, by we, like, my classmates, and then we put it all on. This kid that was on one of those watchdog lists for being a child molester. Yeah. Yes. Ew. Lot of cyber crime. Okay, this says he got seven years, which makes a little more sense. I was reading a Vanity Fair article from 2010, so I don't know if he got more charges later. 22 counts of healthcare fraud. There were no women on the top 10 of most course wanted, not. but there are women on the domestic terrorism list. Okay. Interesting. He claimed to cook meals for inmates, teach yoga classes. <laughs> so he's just a... Stand up. Conducted a class on non violence in which he personally scripted whatever. What? Oh my god, why don't we know about this one? What? This person is wanted for hijacking a plane. Catherine Marie Kirkow is wanted for her alleged involvement in the hijacking of a Western Airlines Flight 107, which flew from Los Angeles, California to Seattle, Washington on June 3rd, 1972. That just sounds like the same. The, the same thing the other guy did, right? Yeah. She had a bomb. Oh, that'll do it. They don't like that. And demanded $500,000. What? After allowing 97 passengers to get off the plane in San Francisco, California, Kirkow and her accomplice flew to Algeria, where they were granted political asylum. Oh, that's nice. Okay, this dude is out. He got out in 2004. But they tried to go to France, and you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> 2015, 2014, he got out. We can? Where are we going? Algeria? I have a specific (laughs) set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for women like that. Shut up. Okay, that's all I got. So he gets out. 
it turns out if you do malpractice, you don't have to pay anyone back and you can go live your life. That's you why I only it. charge $10.50 an hour to practice medicine. medicine. Same. <laughs> Flunked out of medical school, medical school my freshman year. I'm like a family doctor, except a lot less expensive and a lot less experienced. And your advice is you should see a doctor. I actually, <laughs> usually. I actually just diagnose people for free yeah. without their knowledge. <laughs> In my own head. <laughs> and it's usually a psychological illness and that they're not on the right amount of meds. Right. <laughs> okay. The weekend stop. I have two Patreon episodes that come out. One is the unfriended and one is how frosted flakes keep your wiener soft. Mm. Yeah, I can. I will personally attest to that as a lie. Well, did you do a <laughs> controlled experiment? Did, I did get cereal, but I didn't get frosted flakes. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's all, I mean, that, it was the brother, though. It wasn't the doctor. It was the brother who stole the idea, stole. He got a, he was allowed to. They courts so the kellogg we know is not the doctor's brand it's the brother's brand so basically he had the rights to any of his ideas and thoughts because the brother wanted to add sugar and the stock was like the fuck you're adding sugar yeah, to my cornflakes wait what you said, it was what, like what it, was the cereal frosted flakes yeah they wanted to call it uh sugar frosted flakes yeah or something and, but the that doctor was a jeopardy question though Ooh, wow it all connects but he, yeah, was like, connects. he was like we should just add a little bit of sugar and salt and i bet people would Scarf this shit salt? down. Salt? Yeah, a little bit of salt. I so mean, it's every- like a, we'll mix it in with the sugar. Lanola. Yeah. You can't separate the salt from the sugar. Oh. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Carla, tell them where to find us. Instagram and Twitter at Who's Your Homicide. We also have a Facebook. Don't send us mean messages because we'll make fun of you. Yeah. And-, and if you want, look up Carla's. If, you, if you're upset, look up Carla's personal accounts and just what? send her a picture of your butthole. <laughs> Excuse me? My butthole. I don't friend people I know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I have hardly I accept either. anything. And I don't let anybody see it. And quite frankly, I'm I'm tired of Facebook and the... Well, let me tell you, it's really important for you guys to know how I feel about everything. About everything. Actually, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm also a political scientist. Science major. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a double major. And I'm a double major in medicine specifically infectious diseases and also i'm a political scientist <laughs> and also, also i'm um a psychologist uh specializing in riot control and also <laughs> no you're not <laughs> you'd be downtown and you're that's not. what the people on facebook think oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. that's, what, that's they what they think they say it all all i like, claim actually is, all i claim to know is that sometimes I will eat cottage cheese out of the container. With Cool Ranch Doritos. Amen. God bless. So actually, I'm a food scientist. (laughs) And for honest and goodness, stay stay out out of the the corn. corn. a gay fish <laughs> oh no he does great it's great i like him i like mm, him he's on very show. good Nothing. what gay fish you d- I don't know. oh <laughs> god <laughs> sorry it took me like to- i'm not just saying he's carlos like ha ha why is that funny like a lot of Kanye things West. you like fish sticks yes. you like <laughs> carla carla yes do you like fish sticks yeah you like putting fish sticks in your mouth yeah then you're a gay fish. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things you guys say go over my head. Yeah, we it doesn't work with together. you though. But oh my, you'll appreciate that later. Later. <laughs> so you yeah. ever leave the farts in? Sometimes. Ever. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I do. Especially that one Patreon episode. It was so nasty. Anyways, it didn't even matter. I think. <laughs> it do be like that. It do be like that. <laughs>